Hold it right there. Don't touch that podcasting control lever. Welcome to Funding the Dream. Normally on Kickstarter, but we've changed the dial, changed the channel, and it's Funding the Dream on Indiegogo for this episode. Thanks for listening. This is episode 142, and I am Richard Bliss, your host. Indiegogo, it is the alternative to Kickstarter. It is the platform out there that allows you to do a lot of different things that Kickstarter eh, might have some restrictions. It's a platform that I used for the very first time. Eh, I got some uh, interesting results, and I wanted to talk about that just for a few minutes before we have our guest, who actually has an Indiegogo project that's running. So this is an Indiegogo episode of Funding the Dream, hence the little radio changing of the dial that you heard at the beginning of the show. So let me tell you about my project. A few weeks ago, I'm uh, sitting there at home uh, and decided to go on a media diet. I was going to cut out a little bit of the media, kind of focus, kind of see what's going on. You know, Facebook, Twitter, TV, news, talk radio, whatever it was that possibly could distract me. And let me just focus. Well, the day I picked was the day of the bombing in Boston. Uh, So... My wife's like, oh my gosh, you got to look at the news. And so my diet lasted about an hour. But in the middle of that, a few days later, we saw something on TV. And so this is the day that I'm sitting there, and uh, my wife and I are about to go to dinner. And on TV is the story of Dave Henneberry and catching suspect number two in his boat behind his house. You recall, everybody, we all know the story. Well, I suddenly realized as I think about crowdfunding all the time and how it applies to different things, I thought, wow, hey, I wonder if anybody's going to help Dave replace his boat. I think I'll put together an Indiegogo project because I know something like that doesn't qualify for Kickstarter. I'll put together an Indiegogo project and just throw it out there and see what happens. Uh, I went out to my office, my studio, made a quick little video on YouTube, threw it up on Indiegogo. It took a few minutes to put it together. And it was just a, a desire to raise a little bit of money and awareness to help Dave replace his boat. It, no way was it to detract from the suffering of all of those others in Boston who have been hurt and damaged it, uh, personally, either loss of life, life or limb. And tens of millions of dollars was raised through the One Fund, um, Boston One Fund, which is awesome. But in this case, it was, let's put a, a little Kickstarter, excuse me, a little Indiegogo project together for Dave and his boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I had no idea what was about to happen. My wife's in the car, honking the horn, hey, you coming? We're going to go to dinner. I do my little video, make the little Indiegogo project and throw it up there. The next day, Saturday, I get a couple, two emails from two different people at Good Morning America wanting to know if I can be on their show Sunday morning. This video I created suddenly went viral, but not viral like we now think of, but viral in the media space. And Good Morning America called me. I got on the phone that night. They put it together. And the next morning, sure enough, there I am on Good Morning America. That was kind of fun. Then uh, Fox Boston called and did a Skype video call with me. And then the local NBC around the Bay, I'm in the San Francisco Bay Area, they came by with a camera crew and wanted to do a, a video. Suddenly this little video about Dave and his boat just took off. Now what's interesting is that I ended up raising about $1,000 for Dave and his boat. But another project on CrowdTilt, a, pro, uh, a platform, a crowdfunding platform that I hope to have the um, founders on to talk about their platform, they had a similar project running at about the same time, raised $50,000 to help Dave. 
I thought it was interesting that traditional media, I got a ton of traditional media, generated only about $1,000. And many of those people, I know you're my listeners. But those that went viral through social media, which I didn't really push, was spectacularly successful. A lesson to be learned about the changing impact of media out there. It was a great project for me. That was my experience with Indiegogo. I don't think I'm going to be able to duplicate that anytime soon, but it was a lot of fun. Let's go ahead and talk to our guest who has her own project on Indiegogo. My guest today is someone who had a passion. I saw that passion and I reached out to them because uh, I was excited by what they were doing. Uh, My guest today is Autumn McCulpin, and uh, she is a writer by trade, but um, decided she wanted to become a filmmaker. And she has a filmmaker on Indiegogo, excuse me, she has a film on Indiegogo, and wanted to put it out there to try to raise funds for it. So I have invited her on the show. Autumn, thanks for joining me on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Well, this is, this is exciting because uh, at the time of this recording, you're down to your last few days. Uh, you've got this uh, film out there. We're going to talk about the film a little bit because it, uh, it's... it's I realize it's very important to you, but you're, you're a filmmaker. Um, you live, you're based in the, uh, Southern California area. Exactly where are you located? I'm in San Clemente, California. So it's, it's a little surf town that pretty much everyone has passed through going from San Diego to LA at some point or another. We're right by uh, Camp Pendleton, the nuclear power plant. Right. As you're on interstate five, as you're going yes. through there after you, yeah, you're the first sign of civilization after you've come through the. <laughs> The Marine base. Exactly. We've got a Denny's right there in the corner. So I have here. eaten at that Denny's. Yes, I have. <laughs> okay. So, and, but how long have you been a filmmaker? Well, I've been a screenwriter for six years, but this, this is my first project where I feel like I can definitely say I'm a filmmaker in the sense that I'm directing, writing and producing. And so, yeah, it's a short film. Uh, well, you said, so directing, writing and producing. Yes. Usually, and that works. That, that warrants that filmmaker title. I it think. sure does. I think you could do any one of those and warrant the filmmaker title, but that, uh, that's, that's pretty good. And so one of the reasons I'm intrigued by this project is because at the, right now your, your project's about to end. Mm-hmm. When did you start and decide, okay, I'm going to start raising money and I'm going to get a crew together and we're going to shoot this film. And how long ago? It's, you know, it's only been about six weeks, start to finish from concept to getting the the crowdfunding going to, we actually just finished shooting last week and we entered post-production officially today with our editor. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you saying, let me do the math, six (laughs) weeks times seven days, 42 days ago? Yes. Less than two months. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, um, it, it came about because um, I've been working as a feature writer on some projects that have been going for a long time now. One of my projects were in year four, two of them I'm in year one, ending the year um, one, and I was just getting a little impatient. And so I was at kind of a resting place with some of my projects and wanted to actually do something and get something made where I could actually see it on screen this year. So um, I had this idea, um, my mom has a three-legged dog. And I, um, I personally have a disability. And I'd always wanted to write a piece about a disability. And this dog just kept coming to my mind. And I thought, I could write a short film about this dog. So that's how this story of Shadow came to my mind. And once it came, it really came quickly. And all the pieces fell into place. And I was able to assemble a crew and a cast. And everything just worked out where 
um, I actually needed to get it done quickly to work with my crew and some of the cast members. So just so we're clear, so it is a short film, but we're not talking about, I mean, it's, it's not one of these where you just put the camera up and you direct it, you write it, you act in it. You no, no, <laughs> no, we have, um, we had eight locations. We have a cast of 15 speaking roles with 50 background extras. I had a crew of 12 people and it was a five day, uh, 12 plus, I'll say plus plus hour shoot. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a full, it was a real, it was a real film. Yeah. Yeah. And we anticipate it will be about 22 minutes. And so when you say, so we're going to talk about the details of your crowdfunding because your projects on Indiegogo and most of my listeners are familiar They know about Indiegogo, but they're more familiar with Kickstarter. And we're going to talk about how you came about making the decision to go with Indiegogo, but you were under some real time constraints here because what you just said earlier, now we understand to get all of these people together, there's only a certain window of opportunity, right? Right. Yeah. My, my crew actually, um, I really wanted to use this, a DP, the cinematographer, um, and he was graduating from USC film school and he assembled a crew of guys that worked, you know, with grip and lighting and gaffer and, um, and they all were graduating and they had one week where they were all in town. So I really worked around their schedule. And then my lead actor is always on projects here and there. And this was the window of time he could do it. So that's why I was working to, you know, I'm pretty flexible, but I was working around their schedules. And so that's why I wanted to kind of rush it through. And the project's called uh, Shadow. Shadow, yes. Sh- Shadow the movie, Shadow. It's it's just Shadow. I, I realize it's not the most exciting name out there, but there there was not another word that fit as perfectly a shadow is the name of the dog in the movie who, who acts as the symbol of hope for the person who becomes disabled. And, um, and the story is about not looking back. It's about moving forward. And so in the end, like once you see the film, the, the word shadow makes sense, but yeah. And, and I got to believe a three-legged dog having been around a lot of dogs. And uh, when you see a three-legged dog, they don't really know they're three-legged. Not at all. They just, yeah. they just, they just live. Right, right. And, th- and this dog, Shadow, is 12 years old, and she was in a car accident when she was two years old and lost her leg. And you would not even believe, I mean, A, you wouldn't believe this dog is 12 years old. She, she does not act like it. She does not know how old she is. <laughs> she has some gray whiskers, but she's a very strong, resilient dog. And, um, and she loved being in the film. She absolutely loved it. She got so excited every time the camera showed up. And um, <laughs> yeah, it, w- it was really fun, actually, to work with her. They say never to work with dogs and children. And I don't know what possessed me to put both in my first film. But Oh, man. We had a good experience. So let's talk about that because you, you um, made the decisions 42 days ago. I'm going to make this film. Here we go. Um, and you needed the money. You needed hard, real money. This wasn't like, oh, I, I, I think I might. No, these are hard costs. You got to pay people. Mm-hmm. And you needed this money at a certain deadline because you, you got to pay them when you do the work. It's mm-hmm. not like they're, you're making widgets or something. And right. so you made the decision to go with Indiegogo. And your project is currently on Indiegogo with flexible funding. So tell people, our, most of our listeners know, but let's just remind our listeners, what does flexible funding mean on Indiegogo? Flexible funding means that no matter how much money you raise, whether you reach your goal or not, you will receive the funds raised. There's, there's a slight penalty, like uh, Indiegogo takes a cut that's higher based on whether or not you hit your goal. So you definitely are motivated to hit your goal. Um, you know, it's 4% versus 9%. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted to get the money no matter what. And that's what kind of steered me away from Kickstarter just with my time crunch. Um, I was, I knew I was going to make the film and it's a matter of how much personal debt did I want to assume from this film? 
because I didn't have the money sitting around to make it. Right. And with Kickstarter, for our listeners who know, Kickstarter, it's all or nothing. If you had gone on Kickstarter and not hit your, your goal, you would have had no money um, right. and then had to incur the, the debt all yourself. So the project itself, if I look, um, we're just looking, you're asking for a, approximately $10,000, right? Right, yeah, and change, yeah, little that, over. That doesn't seem like a lot of money to make a film. It's it's actually about a third on average. It's about a third of the price of the average um, film school thesis project. Which time wise, my project is actually a little longer than most thesis type projects. Most um, projects of this length cost at least thirty thousand dollars. Ouch. Yeah. So and we so we're actually this is a very very tight budget for this type of production, especially considering the amount of cast we had. We had, we had a pretty big cast, but my cast was amazing. All of them, they were SAG actors, but they, um, I was part of the low budget short film, um, deferred pay agreement. Okay. So so just um, most of my listeners are going to (laughs) go, what did she just say? Okay. So what that is, is, um, to hire professional union actors in SAG, the screen actors guild, you are, um, have to pay them a certain amount of money to have them in your project. But um, if you are a low-budget project like this one is, you can do a deferment payment where only if your film sells do you actually have to pay them the amount of funding. So the actors are working on a deferred payment. So they're kind of, they're kind of investing sweat – what we'd call sweat exactly. equity. They're sweat pro- equity, right. And it's very common in indie filmmaking to have that. Um, like even like Steve Carell, he works on many independent um, projects on deferred payment where if the project makes money, he makes money. Oh, really? and, and it's kind of – it's neat actually because when you get a cast and crew who are invested in your project for that reason – they care more about the project, you know, they, they want it to succeed. And, um, I let all of the cast who wanted to read the script before they auditioned because I didn't want anyone feeling like, Oh, why am I, you know, why am I doing this? I wanted people who wanted to be a part of it. And because the film has a hopeful message, um, most of the people who came on board did so just because of the script. So you're looking at your $10,000, and as of the time of this recording of this episode, uh, you've got four days left, and you're, you're at $7,200. Yes. Yes. So we're going to be pumping it hard the next few days. Um, I've, I've purposely put off until – I wanted to wait till three days left to send my next big blast. My, um, we've been hitting Facebook, of course, almost every day. But um, my personal emails to, you know, about 400 personal contacts, I wanted to wait till there are three days left just because in my experience in film, I get hit up a lot by friends looking, you know, through Kickstarter, Indiegogo, trying to raise money. And I find that I usually am more inclined to donate, you know, at the end of their campaign. So um, I, I don't know if a lot of us who crowdfund um, no, have invitation. Yeah, I call, I call it the Golden Gate Bridge uh, chart. And that is uh, you will get this huge bump at the beginning. Uh-huh. Then you'll have this steep drop off. And then it's flat all through the middle. And then you'll have this steep bump at the end. And when you look at it, it looks like the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, good. That's so, what I want to hear right now, Richard. That's what I want to hear. Yes. So you're going to be... You're probably going to be just fine, although it's never just fine. Even after you fund, you're still like, oh my gosh, is something going to happen, right? Am I going to lose something? Yeah, well, and you know what? You're right on that because I, I did actually notice yet starting yesterday, without me sending out you know, more personal pleas, there was a huge spike starting yesterday through today. Yep. Um, so I feel pretty confident, you know, I, and I do. There are two personal connections I have who um, are people who I know will be generous and I think they're kind of waiting, you know, so I'm hoping I'm you're really ho- right. hoping. You're hoping they're not out of the country and, and uh, right, un- exactly. un- un- unavailable. So 
what have you learned? So our listeners are looking, wow, you know, I've got a film idea. Um, I'd like to do that. What lessons can you share? We've got about, uh, you know, two, three minutes left here. Um, what lessons would you share with somebody who, who was looking to do this? Cause you said something that I really liked right before we started uh, recording. Um, you said you wanted to make a movie. What the real way? Yes. You wanted to make a, a film the real way. Yeah. What, what do you mean by that? Well, I, you know, as a screenwriter for several years, um, I, I usually get pigeonholed into this corner where you're the writer. That's what you get to do. You get to write. And I didn't get to, you know, I don't always get to express my opinions in other realms of the filmmaking process. So I wanted to do a film start to finish and really know what it was like to cast, you know, to, to select a cast, to, to raise money, to ask people, you know, for their support, to ask your mother to cook meals for your crew. You know, I wanted to do the grassroots, gritty way of filmmaking, the guerrilla style, you know, independent filmmaking, because later on, you know, if I do end up with as a screenwriter or filmmaker with studio type contacts, I want to know what it's like, you know, to really do it all by yourself and to know how every facet works. And of course I did not do this by myself. I had a ton of help from amazing people who I will always be grateful for. But, um, yeah, this has been a really great process. Um, if anything, if I could go back and change anything, I, I mean, in hindsight, I wouldn't because it's been so wonderful, but I probably would have given myself a little more time just because things fell through the cracks here and there that with more time I would have been more aware of that may have um, resulted, you know, in a better product in the end, but so far so good. I'm really happy with how everything's turned out. And, and I'll share with the audience that what I've shared with you, cause uh, we talked about a little bit of advice and that was, is that, um, as this project wraps up, um, I suggested to you that I know that with a film, there's all kinds of other pieces to it, the editing process, the post-production, all of that, that we might look for you to actually launch a similar, smaller project to, to kind of help fund some of the smaller pieces to, to continue to the professional level of the film. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, especially with the composer for music, um, there's somebody I really want to use who it might be out of my price range in my current budget. So yeah, no, I absolutely going to look into that with Kickstarter. That'd be great. Well, Autumn, I certainly appreciate you taking a few minutes to uh, share with us the project where the film, uh, like you said, it's about, uh, a, a man and a dog and how, uh, the dog helps the, the man who has suffered, if I understand, he suffers an accident. He's a professional surfer. A violent act has uh, caused him to no longer be able to surf. And the dog helps him get over that, uh, that challenge. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a film about hope and um, strength and courage through disability and, and realizing that everybody has a choice to choose hope in their life. So if somebody wanted to find the movie, how would they find it? Yeah. If you go to Indiegogo and type in shadow under film, shadow the movie, it's the first film that pops up. And if you see the poster with the, the young man stand, staring at the ocean with the surfboard, you found the right one. There we go. Shadow the movie again, Autumn, thank you so much for, uh, for joining us here on the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Richard. You've been listening to funding the dream this time on Indiegogo. I'm Richard bliss. The host, my guest has been autumn, autumn, McCul- Culpin. Sorry, Autumn. Autumn McCulpin, and she has an Indiegogo project called Shadow, um, a film that has four more days to fund, something I like. I think that you should go take a look at it, even if you pledge a dollar, show her a little bit of support and love for the project. I really like it. Hopefully, you've heard something inspiring. I know I have. I always enjoy these great, um, these great uh, guests that we have on the show that uh, help us understand so many different ways of approaching a project and a passion. 
We look forward to seeing your project on Kickstarter, Indiegogo, or the crowdfunding platform of your choice. Thanks for listening. Take care.